welcome to Emma's podcast. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking about the better part of me. Let's get started. Discovering the better part of me was overshadowed by the life I have chosen. It might take a lifetime to discover our better side, but our outer conditions should not deter us from seeking who we truly are. It helps us to dig deep inside of ourselves to show us what we are made of. It might not be pretty, but we can start with what we have at the beginning. We feel like the world is against us when you learn to go back inside of ourselves and reach deep. We can find that light, that havre de paix we are looking for. As a young child, I live a better part of it reclusively. We did not have too many friends, and my mother never commingled with anyone. Instead, we learned to count on ourselves. It might sound harsh, or maybe socially awkward, but at the end of the day, it was perhaps not such a bad thing. It helped me to become the chameleon. I am learning to do things instead of waiting for someone to do it. Always trying to find a way to get things done and pushing forward. The anger inside of me got me focusing on my happy ending. I did not want to become sour about my life, about people. Living a life as a creative person, I had plenty of imaginary friends that helped me through bad times. I learned to lean on the universe. I made peace with my childhood, with the life we had to go through. But also, it helped me to find my circle of light, the people I can really lean on and count. I do not have the need to seek in the illusional world of the ego fake friends. Instead, I took the time to find people that would inspire me to move forward. I have found the better part of me by surrounding the pain and hurt I went through to finally center myself and become a happier person by keeping and pushing the boundaries and doing the impossible. It takes a lot of energy when you grow in an environment that is less ideal, that you feel like the world is against you, that you've got nothing for you and everybody has everything else, feeling like you've been left behind, that every circumstances, everything is an obstacle. When we grow up, and I talked about it in past um, <laughs> in past uh, podcasts and blogs, that um, at the time we lived and we grew up, it wasn't the millennium generation. It was the one before. And think we're already, I would say, set in stone, like the old days. If your parents were blue colors, you were blue colors. If your parents were poor, you had 99.999 chance you will be poor because nobody will come and help you. And the way we lived was a very small town. So you got the, I will call it the downtown, and we were more uptown, if if we can say that. And 
It was very reclusive. We didn't have that many friends. We never commingled with the rest of the people. Uh, this is the way it was, and that was it. But it was a harsh, harsh reality. Because as we went to school, we were basically put into a category that the school system did it. And you basically, they already had the trajectory of who you would become, basically. And they would not make one effort because, you know, mommy and daddy were not lawyers so, or politicians, so we are not going to help the little guy. That was, that was the deal. And I'm saying that uh, not with resentment, but I'm laughing, I'm laughing about it because this is what it was. And that environment was harsh. It was difficult to live somewhere where you felt you were trapped you felt that as much as a little young girl I was, my dream was were so big. My life was, I was ready to embrace everything. I was, you know, that reclusive life was beautiful in one way because it was more living with nature, Mother Earth, and enjoying it and being shy than I was. And I'm still, yeah, I know. You're going to say no way. I will say yeah way. Uh, <laughs> It was very interesting to go through that experience. As growing up, this is where the reality starts, when you can realize that we were beyond budget, that my mother was going to thrill shops to get our secondhand clothing. So nothing was, what you call it, fashionable, and we did not care. What we did, we were a little bit sensitive, but we've always found a way, and I always found a way to use what we've got and made it in such, um, were in such different ways that it wasn't, we did not felt, or I did not felt that uh, we were too far behind everybody else's. But it was very difficult. It was difficult to feel the walls and to feel so much obstacles that nobody would help. And we were so angry. We were so angry as kids. Uh, I used to paint in black, so I can know that because somebody with a psychologist would have realized that, that at two years old, three or four years old, go to preschool and stop. The only color she used is black. That should tell you something. If the color that kids doesn't use colors, there is something wrong. There was something wrong with us, that's for sure. But we had to face a reality that was harsh. We had to really... And I was said, I had to really deep, deep inside of me to figure it out why I was here. I knew I did not belong. The worst part was not belonging. The worst part was like something is wrong. There was a mistake. There was a switch at the clinic where I was born. Yeah, somebody just swapped me with somebody else's and I do not belong where I am. But it was at that time realizing that, okay, what escape do I have? What can I do? So one of the things was, because I'm a curious kid, learning more and be more in tune with Mother Earth, which was awesome. But only this, let my imagination go wild, dreaming and making my own experience as a young child. So I was living in a world of happiness, joy, wealth, health, everything that was the entire opposite where I grew up, not letting my outer condition dictate who I was. And as I said, you can hear it, I'm a fighter, I'm a warrior, and I push those boundaries, I push the impossible, everything because every single thing was closed. 
I have a mother that um, has a strong spirit as well. So she was leading us into a path that made it even harder. And having her dictating everybody else's was even more difficult. So as I wrote in a previous blog, my best weapons against that, and I turned her nuts, was not responding. She would scream, yell, ponder, throw things at me, even becoming violent, didn't care, will not change the course of what I wanted to do. I kept it to myself, but I never responded to her, um, how can I say that, provocations. Difficult when you go to school and you have dreams, then nobody is going to give you the right paperwork to move forward because they estimated you should not go to higher um, educations. You should be going into the labor, cleaning up houses or do something like that. Our path was already stamped by the illusional world and educations at that time that we do not give chances to anyone unless you're somebody. But we are all somebody. That's the problem. In today's day, some people will find it amazing. Like, well, you could not? No, we could not. You have capabilities right now to go to school and learn. Most of us did not. Most of us had to figure out how to move around because we were neither supported by our parents neither by the education or the system that will give us the paperwork to move forward in our journey. Instead, they decided to reclassify us because they decided, based on some funny test, who you should become. Problem is, I, have no, I don't even remember. Yeah, problem is, is I don't remember what they wanted me to become. But that wasn't something what I'm doing right now, that's for sure. But they wanted me become somebody else's. And I refused because my dreams always been my dreams. My warrior spirits guide me where I am. Letting the outer condition influence you to the point to derail you, it will make you sour, will make you resentful of everything and anything. When you go in that journey that I took, and a lot of people are taking the same or similar journey, different obstacles, different path, you have to dig deep inside of you to find the peace. And it can feel like at times you have acid on your skin. So much it's painful and hurtful and debilitating to be dealing with the world who wants you to do something that you're not supposed to and guide you into the wrong path. Too many people got lost along the way for that. Because they listen to those outer conditions. They listen to the wrong people. Learning to go back inside and continue to stay positive for me has been my savior, has been moving along in my journey. It's not been easy. It's not been easy. It's been days I end up on my knees and I was crying because I had enough. Because it's not easy to pass I have. Not at all. And a lot of people do that every day. But... You need to realize that regardless where you're born, regardless whatever is around you, and you feel you don't belong, yeah, that's mean you don't belong. So you got two choices. 
You can stay there and be depressed, angry, or you can start to co-create with the universe. Use what you get inside of you and push yourself beyond the limits. Give you the opportunity to finally step up into the unknown and change your course, your path. Mine, and I told that story, was the Club Med. My Club Med was awesome because it was the ticket I needed. It took years. But when that opportunity knocked at my door, because opportunity is going to come and knock at your doors, guys. The question is, are you going to take the jump? The scariest part, again, in this blog again, I'm going to say it, is the first step. Because when I had to be uh, interviewed by the Club Med, it was very interesting. Went to uh, Paris, sit down in their office over there. It was kind of scary because it's in unknown. It's basically putting you to take a train into the unknown, which I don't mind to take the train. Uh, I think it's awesome, especially over there in Europe. Um, and going somewhere where you know nobody Stay there for a day. Yeah, because I left in the morning very early. I was over there by 8 or 9. And by the time I was done, by 2 or 3, I was back in a train. So, yeah, that's about it. But it's facing the unknown. Because you don't know when you go and interview a job for a job. You don't know who you're facing. You don't know what they're going to be asking. You have no idea. So you came with your hands in your pocket and said, okay, well, we'll <laughs> figure it out when we get there. And... Facing those guys and doing it was great. Now, as I mentioned, when I left over there, I felt I flunked it. I felt I totally sucked it. We were five in a room that did not make any sense. No idea. No idea at all, which was very interesting. But when the call came a couple months later, letting me know there is an opening, we need your help, it was like, holy crap. Whoa. This is it. This is it. This is my exit. This is what I've been looking for for years. This is what I worked for 20 years of my life. Finally, it came. What did I do? I opened the door and I took that crazy step for somebody who's shy, who's going totally in the unknown because the world of the climate is different, knew nobody, popped in the middle of a season, and went there. So I was there uh, on the first, in the first village, I think, for, what, eight months, something like that. But it was awesome because it guided me along the way to do what I was supposed to do, learn my skill set. And one of the first things was, is because I'm a shy person, yes, I know, I'm repeating, and you're like, yeah, right, am I? I'm going to say again, yes, I am then I had to overcome that. That was one of the first things I had to do because you had to deal with customers uh, every day. So it's not like you could hire and a day off. You don't have a day off. Or if you can, good for you. But the time where I was, we did not. And it's being there, talking to different individuals, not only one. If you connect with a couple of people, no, 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 no. You get about 100,000 people. You're dealing with those guys. And you are going to interact with a lot of people. So you were put in a situation, and I was put in a situation that was totally different. It was different. I adapted very quickly, did what I got to do. 
learned a lot of other skills. It was fun. It was great because it helped me to get started where I needed to be. But I needed that first step. So when you are realizing you're not in the right spot, when you're realizing your life should be different than what it is right now, you have a choice. We always have a choice. But living in a state of anger and resentment and let the outer condition dictate what I should be has never been part of who I am. And I always refused and will continue to refuse to be labeled as such a thing. You do not label me. You don't try to label somebody. We are multidimensional beings, meaning our spirit is like a diamond. We have so many facets that it is impossible and it will be utopic for anyone to just label somebody to be just this. Emma is just a podcaster. That's it. Emma is just a writer. That's it. No. Those are my skills. Those are my different facets. I do my drawings. I don't do singing yet, which should be quite funny if I do it because I like to sing off of cues. <laughs> could be something horrible that could come out of my mouth, so we're not going to do that. But learning the different skills. A lot of times, and that's what was great as a young child, because uh, I learned a lot of things, and I learned that I'm a sponge. We're all sponges. We're all open to learn. You decide if you want to learn more of your skills, but just don't become the one-trick pony, because we're not. We have so many skills we have, and some are untapped. And a lot of people will not tap into the different skills they have. We have to challenge ourselves because in order to find ourselves, we need to figure out who we are and use other skills that we didn't have thought we had. Writing was one of the skills that when I was younger, my mother said, well, you speak like you write. And I got pounder because I wanted to dream more than I wanted to read. That's my, uh, the little one who taught me how to read and write. And I did it as a favor to her because I refused to do it. And because my mother would have been ready to beat the crap out of my sister if she couldn't make me um, read and write, I did it. That was the only reason I learned because of that. But I love drawings. I love pictures. I love this. This is what I was. The reading came up later on for me to be interested in books because of history, because of uh, everything else and their mysteries like the Hitchcock uh, or reading Plato or other things would come play later on when I really wanted to do it. The question was, is my spirit wanting to do it? No, I did not. I was in revolution. I did not want to learn it. I did not want to spend time reading books. I could care less. But I read it and I got interested later on, late in my teen years, I finally picked up the books and started to read because I wanted to read when I wanted to learn. And learning was history. Learning was reading poetry. So when you let your spirit guiding you along your journey, you learn a lot of skills. And all of the skills I have accomplished, because again, when I mentioned in the past, when I was going to interviews, a lot of people will be like, well, you have too much skills. You, you, you know, we are looking for a simple analyst and you got too much. And you're like, what do you mean I have too much? 
how in your right mind would you tell a candidate he has too much, he's overskilled? You don't. What you want is a mini robot who just don't think. I am not that. I am multidimensional, so I have a wide range of skills, and I'm using them, which surprised a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, if you want to read my resume, I can put you to sleep in 15 minutes. It could be about 10 pages. I'm going to shrink it down to maybe one or two as a snapshot, but it's about 10 pages. So learning is something we all can do every single day. Changing the course of our lives and finding the better part of me during that moment, those trials and tribulation, going back in our, inside of ourselves and finding that love. Sometimes you have to protect yourself because the outer conditions are so harsh, but inside you have to find the opening for your heart and be the loving person you are. Because as the harshest condition went on, I had to find that equilibrium to make it sure that, oh my God, I am not turning like a cold stone person I could be. I am human. I have feelings as well, but I had to shield them to protect myself. Especially when you're a sensitive uh, spirit, it is very difficult when you're being faced by obstacles that come your way left and right, losing your house, have to figure out where you're going to be the next day, where to eat, what to eat, because you got nothing in your plate. So yes, these can be extremely harsh. But those are life lessons that makes you understand a lot, make you understand that not only you don't spend beyond your means, you learn to, to use your mind, to create that infinite, that plenty of, not the lack of, always saw the opposite of what my outer conditions were. I always imagined the reverse, and I helped to shift things along the way this way. It is tiring to do that. Yes, it is, but it is my path. It is my life. But finding the better part of me is something that has been amazing because I have never lost the beautiful heart than I have. I've never lost the love than I have. My animals, who have been my companions in my lives, have played a huge part of it. And a lot of animals are being used in um, educations and connection of counseling for children and adults for that reason. The unconditional love animals bring to us is something that can help us nurture the love inside of us. We need to make peace with the outer condition we're in. And it's not that easy. It's not that easy. Some individuals will be so resentful that they will never let it go until the day they pass. But in my case, I had to let it go. It doesn't mean that I agree with everything that happened to me. But I let it go because I cannot hold this is in yeah, I cannot hold it in my life. It's an anchor that I do not want. So moving out from where I am or where I was, moving from where I was to where I am today took a lot 
and a lot of resilience. I will probably write a book later on about it. I think the miserable next to it will be just a pale shadow. But <laughs> I always said I'm, I'm be, I can beat Cosette on some of those. But <laughs> you have to be realistic. You have to have a sense of humor. I um, in, in our uh, um, highest and dire situation with the little one, we always used sarcasm. We always laugh. Because this is how you got to do. As I said, I shed too many tears or not at some point because I had nothing to cry about and no tears to roll on my cheeks that you have to move along. But you have to take it in a way that when you are using sarcasm and make it funny, it kind of ease a little bit. It's not as harsh as it sounded like. And it's like, okay, it's, it's the way for... Me and millions of people are doing this as well to relieve the stress. It's like the relief valve. You release your stress this way. We're going to figure it out. Like, and now it's becoming my uh, model lately. Yeah, I figured out. We'll figure it out. The universe will help. And just, we'll figure it out. And we'll figure it out as we go along. This is how we do. Do not plan ahead. Just live in a moment, in a present, and get you to the next day. Not an easy road, but when you find a better part of you and you just do not lose it, not close your heart to the universe, to the world, it will help you to move along your journey, regardless of the obstacle, regardless of the harshest environment and circumstances you're in, you can always step outside one way or the other. There is always that door. And sometimes it takes a little time to find it. For me, I said it, since I was about 10, 11, I knew I wanted to get out of where I was. And it took me over 10 years to get out, to be able to find that door. And I wanted that door more than you ever think or you would ever thought about it if you were not me. You have no idea. It was very harsh. It was very difficult. But I kept going. I, I had a peak moment of... Going down the rabbit hole, I did a few times, but I found that reaching inside of me and that fighter in me did not want it to give up, and I did not. And I am glad in one way that I have gone through what I've gone now, and I know better, and I mean, I have peace that having, and I say that in private podcasts, than having an easy life at the beginning and then all of the crap all that I came and hate you later on. No, I rather have it hard at the beginning and I pull myself out where, where I was to where I am. I would say we have it easier right now. We all, this world have it a little easier. But in a time where I was and where I grew up, it wasn't that easy. And it's a great teaching moment to continue to move forward because looking back for a moment and just say, yep, been there, done that, won't do that again, isn't it? It's what it's all about. So for you guys, find a better part of yourself. Find that peace and that love than you are because we're all love, regardless of how harsh our conditions are. We are all love. Find and tap into it. That will ease your heart but that will ease your outer conditions as well. So let the uh, pain and the hurt go. Surround it. Give it away. You do not care, need to carry this with you. And we do, when you do not, 
sharing this with you, life becomes easier. You have less to carry, but you are changing who you are and becoming the better part of yourself. And you do not live with the negative energy. That's what it's all about. And that's what we should be all be focusing on. It's not living with that negative energy. You don't need that. I don't need that. Nobody needs it. So why should you? That was our podcast for today. Better part of me. So I hope it gives you a little bit of inspiration as well. And make you feel that you are all worthy. We are all worthy. Regardless, if you're poor, rich, struggling, we are all worthy and we're all precious. You need to keep this in mind. You're all special in your own ways. And it's a beautiful thing to be special because we all are. So on our next podcast, we're going to be talking about our majestic spirit. This is what it's all about. Making our spirit becoming the center of ourselves. That's what we're going to be talking on the next podcast. If you have any comments or would like to schedule an appointment with me, you can go on www.tdgintuitive.com. I'm just reiterating about the book. I am enough. I have a link on my website. So you should go and check it out on Amazon. I want to say hello to everybody around the world. Yes, I know. I'm not forgetting that because this is my little treat at the end. You know, someone will do it at the end. My little treat is just to say hello to everybody around the world. And I am so grateful and thankful you're listening to my podcast. It's always a pleasure to um, give inspiration to anyone. And maybe you can relate on what I spoke about today. And realizing that not the world of, uh, of illusion has around us, we can break those walls and go on our path and on our journey. So I wish everybody a beautiful day and I will talk to you later. Bye now. Mm-hmm.